Welcome to another episode of the podcast. With me is my dear friend, Savannah Power. Sav, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's been so long. It's been too long. Oh my gosh. Uh, thank you so much for, for reaching out and, and saying what's up and, and wanting to hop on. It's just, just so cool. Uh, you know, the truth is like, I'm not as podcasting. I'm not podcasting as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't know, especially post pandemic, like I, I didn't know what to say. Everybody mm. has a podcast now. I don't know what what is so like. It's just so. When I was younger, I had no problems talking. Like, oh, I have something so important to say, but nice. I really care about listening, and I love interviewing people. And I have this um, section on my website, kind of a this is a free plug. Where if you have a short film, you can submit your film and we'll talk about it. And so I, I you oh, know, that's cool. fil- filmmakers will come on and it keeps me engaged and interested and I enjoy doing that. But uh, that's oh sick. my god, I actually didn't know you did that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Now when I have a film, I'll do that and we'll, so, we'll come back. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that for sure. Um, first of all, how have you been? What has 2023 been like for you? Dude, yeah, it's a whirlwind, man. Life is really weird. I feel like 2023 is the year we're all kind of like getting back to our lives in a way after the pandemic, at least yes. for me and I know for a lot of people. Um, it's been weird. I I mean, I got, I mean, where to start, right? Um, coming out of a relationship, I started a nine to five job working in YouTube. Um, and now I'm working on like growing my own content again and kind of getting that creative spark back. So there's, there's a lot going on for me. It's been a lot of big changes. What have been, uh, the highs and what have been the lows? I'm going to take some notes here. Of 2023 specifically? <laughs> well, if you don't mind, uh, I, cause I'm super, I'd love to talk about it. Um, you're gay. <laughs> Right, gay as fuck, yeah, dude. Gay as fuck, um, (laughs) which is rad, and that is, you're you're kind of like developing or like in the middle of that journey, unpacking. Is that fair to say? Sure, yeah, no, for sure, that's fair to say. So I officially like. I guess came out last year. Um, I can share a little bit about that. Thank you, thank you. And it wasn't like I felt like I was in the closet. Also, I feel like I need to. I've been meaning to do like a TikTok on this or something, but I wasn't like afraid to be gay or like like I identified as bi for a very long time. I knew I was attracted to women, but I was in a monogamous relationship with a man for seven years. So like since the time I figured out that I was attracted to women, which was sometime in college. I was in this monogamous relationship, so it was kind of like, well, in another life, maybe I'll date. I would have dated a woman, um, and I thought that I would never get that experience. And I, it wasn't by any means the reason that my ex and I split. But um, when we split, I was suddenly like, and I'm gonna date women now. <laughs> you know, like it just like kind of clicked, um, and it wasn't a big. Uh, it was, I mean, it was a huge like life changing realization but it also was like a no-brainer if that makes sense um yeah totally. so yeah i've been in my first year i went to my first pride this year and um i always thought i was like a good ally but now i'm like i was not at all <laughs> like i was what always makes, like hey people it's great it's fine what makes a good ally <laughs> um good question i mean i think like i think like really being informed on a deeper level like i feel like and letting hearing and letting queer people talk about their experience and not having to interject your like straight experience on top of that like recently i made a post about um or i shouldn't say straight but like non-queer experience um i made a post about oh how when i came out 
I had this experience of like I didn't feel like I looked gay enough. Like I suddenly felt very gay on the inside and not gay at all on the outside. And there was like this mismatch of like how I appeared to the world and to myself. But then now that I've been like out and I have a girlfriend and all the thing like so much has changed that now I look back on old photos of myself when I was quote unquote bi or straight and I'm like I looked hella gay <laughs> like I see the gayness in me now so it's like been this weird experience of like how I see myself you know mm. um and then I posted that and like all these straight people started commenting about how like gay doesn't have a look and like all these things that are sort of platitudes that are meant to be about be authentic be you like there's there's no gay look like just be you but it felt actually very dismissive of like the gay experience you know what I mean of like um and just kind of like missing a, a little bit of a whitewashing if you will of the queer experience as well like I was like yeah there's no gay look but there's a gay look also at the same time like yeah. there's so many TikToks on you know people looking straight and then looking gay and that transition and there's there's like a whole culture around looking like a lesbian or looking like you know queer and it's a way of expression and it's a way of signaling and it's you know it's all these things and so it was just funny because it was like only the straight people commenting <laughs> and I was like and they think you know obviously they they had good intentions and one of them was my mom you know um they have good intentions and they don't they don't mean to be that but 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 I guess learning how to hear that experience and honor it more than having to have to say uh, say something over it or or about it. Does that make sense? I'm going to ask a super ignorant question. That's fine. It's coming from an ignorant place. Okay. Um, we hear we hear words on the internet like female brain, male mm -hmm. brain. Is there a a straight brain? Gay brain? Hmm. I actually haven't heard the female female brain, male brain thing before. Oh, really? Yeah, you hear yeah. like, oh, you know, there's a female brain. And I'm like, isn't a brain just a brain? But, you know, there's yeah. different hormones and factories and pharmaceutical stuff mm. going on in each brain. Like, you know, I, I don't know. It's coming from I mean, a place of I, ignorance for me. I would feel like, I would say yes in the sense that, like, I feel like I see the world very differently now uh, post realizing I was gay and just like being more a part of the community in a regular in a regular way and consistent way yeah. I just uh like now when I see someone you know see certain people like I think about where they might be on the sexuality spectrum where I might have not even thought about it before yeah. or um you know um if you're watching a show like me and Lauren will always be watching a show and like there'll be these gay undertones and we're like, are they going to get together, you know? And like, whereas before I might not have even noticed them, you know? So, but that's just like, because you're around it and you're aware of it now and you can recognize the patterns, I guess. So talk to me about how you see yourself, um, your presentation or your mm -hmm. expression. Like how yeah. has that changed? Has that changed? And, and how yeah. conscious or unconscious is that? For sure. Um, it's changed a lot. Um, so when I look back, I would say I presented much more femme. Um, I used to, I had longer hair. I used to wear more dresses, more dresses than I thought that I wore. Like, wow. I, I don't know don't, if I've seen you in a dress. You probably haven't. But like, yeah. when I look at like my Instagram, I'm like, damn, like I was hella girly up through like 2019. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, which is not a bad thing, by the way. Like, there's yeah, also like this whole way that patriarchy erases femininity in the queer space because mm -hmm. 
if you're femme, you're not gay enough, and that's a whole thing that I'm unpacking as well. But um, so yeah, I, I dressed a lot more femme. Um, I always felt very like pretty down to earth in how I dress, but I also like took a lot of care in that, even if it was casual, like a t-shirt and short and and um, jeans. Like I still like I always like cared about how I present. I guess like mm-hmm. I think it's a visual aesthetics thing. Like I'm just a visual person. Um, but and then when I came out, I noticed I had a desire to like present more masculine. So I started dressing a little bit differently, experimented with different styles of clothing. Um, I shop in both uh, the male and or women's and men's sections of stores now, clothing stores, and I just see what I like better. Like sometimes I end up buying from yeah from either, um, which is cool just to have that like option, you know, and freedom is really nice. Um, and and now I've come to a place, I did the whole, they call it a baby gay thing, where you cut your hair off and you're like, I'm gay. <laughs> like, it's like a whole uh, hero's journey that we go on, right? Um, it's a and, whole arc. Uh, it's a whole arc. And I, I am growing it back out. And now I'm like, I feel like I had to go to the extreme on the masculine side for me to then I'm going to come back and be somewhere in the middle of who I feel like I used to present as and who I do now. So now I'm making my way back towards like a middle ground, if that makes sense. Is it, do you approach it like kind of seasonally in a way? Like, you know, just how how you feel at any given moment in time? Yeah, I do think it's like for me, like now that I know I can pull off short hair, I'm totally going to cut my hair again in the future. Like I think it'll be hella nice to be able to cut it all off in the summer and then grow back out in the winter or whatever, you know, and like same way I love used to love to dye my hair and like I've always loved to just like change up my appearance. So it just has given me more options with that and I think gender fluidity can be like really day to day for me. Like some days I want to dress more femme and I feel more femme and then other days I want to present more mask and um, it's really nice to like have the freedom to do either, I guess. I feel like for as long as I've known you, there's been this switch that you flipped in this, I don't want to call it a transition because that means something else, but like in this development, in this arc that you're on right now, was there a moment where you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I've been living a different way. I'm going to live this way now. Like talk to me about that moment, even if it was gradient. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think I think if there you was... if you feel comfortable divulging that, if you don't, I no, mean... yeah, for sure. Do you mean specifically like did I ever consider transitioning, or do you just mean like oh, do well, I feel I, radically I mean, different? I mean, during this metamorphosis or during this coming out party, mm-hmm. um, words matter. So I'm trying to really like sure. walk on eggshells here. Um, also, you're safe with me to say the wrong thing. Like, thank you, and I and I will, <laughs> I inevitably will. But like when, when you decided, oh my gosh, like. I'm gay. Not decided, but when you... Like, I don't know what really, that... Ex- really realized and, like... I think for me it was realizing and then really, like, owning and acknowledging and... When you decided it, to yeah. own it... Yeah. Was there a moment? Was there, like, what changed in the external world, if anything at all, where you decided something internally changed as well? Mm. Okay. I think I am understanding your question... I guess, like, was there an external trigger that made you realize, oh, I have to own this? No. I mean, the only thing was, like, the breakup. Like, it was like, okay, I'm Mm. single, and I'm on a dating app, and I have to decide what my preferences are. Gotcha. And it was like, it's women. (laughs) 
What are your thoughts on, and this is one of those, uh, he's going to say the wrong thing things. What are your thoughts on being born gay versus becoming gay? Is, is there such sure. a thing? Yeah, so I think... Um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but there's someone very close to me who ha mm -hmm. who's, who's a woman who had it, who had just been destroyed by men one too many times and says, mm -hmm. I'm going to start dating women now. Yeah. Like she wasn't born gay, but and right. obviously people are, um, but she decided to be gay, which is like a thing. And but that's mm. not the case with you. You for were everyone. Yeah, you were always sure. So for me, it's been really interesting to look back, right, and try to figure out at what point was I gay or could I have figured this out sooner? Was I gay as a kid? It's been a whole, um, yeah, like figuring out for me and looking back and like reflecting. I did have a lot of really close friendships with girls. I don't ever remember wanting to kiss them. I don't ever remember feeling, thinking about them the way I thought about boys. But I, um, I was also like in a heavily straight area region. Like I did have a gay uncle, and he was always accepted and around. Um, we always Where knew was it was this? like uh, Northern California. And it was a heavily straight region in California. Yeah, I mean, so I do feel like. I don't remember like, well, it was a small town to begin with. So it was just uh -huh. like limited number of people anyways. And I how old are you around this, around this time? Um, between eight and 16. One gay couple. I remember one lesbian like in the whole town. <laughs> like, wow. And, you know, no lesbians that were attractive to me, like that I would have been like, oh, like that's something I could see, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember any queer girls at school. Although looking back now, I can be like, Oh, I think they were, that's, you know, like looking back now, it's like you see people on your, and I think they have since come out and it's like, okay, that makes sense to me that you came out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, I forget what the question was. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Uh, so was I born gay? Yeah. I think that, I think I was born exactly where I am now on the spectrum, like probably more gay than straight, but still bi i would say I, I consider myself bi i just wouldn't date men at this point um i see but uh i think i was always here i just didn't really wasn't exposed to that other narrative didn't see a lot of it didn't ever see anything that attracted me except for maybe allison stoner because she was very cute who is <laughs> she cheaper, and she's an actress and cheaper by the dozen oh okay i probably <laughs> like, a little could see i probably it's recognize like, her uh, face it's like things like that where you're like, oh, I was like weirdly obsessed with her from that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that where you're like, was that a crush? Maybe, maybe not. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I feel like uh, I didn't start having sexual attractions to women until college. Um, but is that because of like where I was raised and how much I was exposed to it? I think it's more a lot more conditioning than it is um how gay or you are or not i think it's much more what you're raised around what you see that's why representation is so important you know um if i'd seen lesbians in movies from day one like and it was super normal and accepted like who knows you know yeah you know so i'm raising two kiddos and you know they both just came out straight just boring mm -hmm. ass motherfuckers just kidding no <laughs> um I, no but, I, but we always kept it like or whatever you're into, you know, if you like yeah. that boy, if you like that girl, or whatever you're into, dot, 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 yeah. kind of waiting yeah, yeah, for them yeah. to come out. You want people to, you want to, you want to foster this environment as parents that like, sure. it's cool to feel what you feel. Yeah. But my, my kids are fucking straight. 
they're yeah. straight and boring. Yeah. But uh, that they that they know of for now too. That like, they, they know also, of for now. I mean, how... we also don't know, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Talk if there's to me. um. Oh, there's a show. Continue. There's a show on Netflix right now that I'd recommend called Heartstopper. If you haven't seen it, never heard of it. Um, you write this it's just down. like a queer love story. Um, young boys in high school, and it's very high school friendly. I don't remember how old your kids are, but like that's a great show. That like, if I had seen something like that at high school age, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, just just to have like happy queer shows. Like, there's not a lot yeah. of those, so I there's recommend not. that one. We just finished for the second time Schitt's Creek, which is a, a oh, love a, it. Another great example of yeah. like a healthy, happy queer Absolutely. relationship in that one. Yeah, and so it's you know, it's out in the open in my household. Whereas in my when I was growing up, not so much, and I didn't see that representation out there. Like yeah. I can't think of a queer character on no, television. No, yeah, totally. I can't think of one. Um, I, I'm curious, and I know this is a little too deep. Maybe you didn't expect this, but. Uh, <laughs> A big recurring theme for me this year, especially this month, has been overthinking mm-hmm. and the voice in my head. So I'm curious about your self-talk and the voice in your head. What has your relationship been with it um, mm-hmm. since owning your gayness, I'm going to call it? <laughs> for sure. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, to me, they've been separate journeys. Like, I don't Mm. think that my gayness has had an effect on my self-talk. My self-talk was just as bad, like, uh, you know, when I first came out as it was maybe three or four months ago. I would say, like, recently I've been working on my self-talk a lot. um, Mm. And, like, that's been making a change. But I did not notice any, like, specific changes uh, in my self-talk just from that experience. Like, Like, this is the funny thing. Um, something else that people say a lot is like, oh, like, you're really embracing your authenticity now that you're queer, you know? And yeah. um, and I'm always like, no, like, my authentic truth was that I was bi and I was with a man. You know what I mean? Like, or, like, it wasn't that mm. I was being inauthentic and it wasn't that gotcha. I was lying to myself and it wasn't that, you know, that I had negative self-talk necessarily. It just was like, it honestly was like, I woke up one day and was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> you know that's that's so beautiful yeah and that's why i asked was if, if yeah. there was like some sort of i i guess you know as a person who's been raised on television and film was there a scene that mm. you know where it clicked and you're like i i declare bankruptcy i'm gay you know like was there a, that yeah. moment but it's so... it, it, not so much <laughs> yeah did you I catch mean, that reference i will way? say no what was oh that? that's from that's from the office sorry oh, okay dumb. okay no you're fine uh, there was like, um, it was gradual in the sense that like, um, this might be too personal and we can decide later if we want to publicize it, but I, this is, the fun- this is the funniest joke to me. I think it's hilarious, but, um, I'm very into self-pleasure. So I used to masturbate a lot and I found that I used to like go in the closet to not wake up my ex. <laughs> and then I would also fantasize about women. And then one time I was like, am I literally in the closet and like figuratively in the closet? And that was like one of those moments that I just like, I think is, I think it's hysterical that I was like literally in the closet. Um, But like that became more frequent. I will say like the fantasies became more frequent, the thinking about it, the wondering, we talked about opening our relationship, like all those kinds of things were happening, but they weren't uh, ever moving to a point of like, me getting to find out. Cause I had never been with a woman. So I also had this part of me that was like, what if I think I'm gay and then I'm with a woman and I'm not, or I'm like, fuck, I actually 
not into this, you know? So, like, right. there was a whole piece of me that also felt like I needed to, like, prove that I was gay or, or like, sure. confirm. Like, I need to have sex with a woman and make sure, you know? Yes. So, like, that was a really interesting experience as well. Two things. Um, happy to take that out if you want to, but <laughs> okay. I, I will say that, and I made a note too, so we can if you want, okay. but uh, I will say in my, I've done hundreds of podcasts. Mm -hmm. I've talked to hundreds of people from all walks of life, and I've people have revealed things to me that are deeply personal. That's one of the coolest things anybody has ever said that I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's one, of the, it's, it's one of the well. raddest, like truest, most personal, honest things I've ever heard. <laughs> and I, I think, I think uh, someone w is going to get something out of that, you know, okay, uh, yeah. other than the lows. If it helps someone, it helps someone, you know, like, I, I mean, I'm about that too. Yeah. Um, this is weird to ask a friend, I think, but <laughs> since you brought it up, um, yeah. when you had your first woman experience, mm -hmm. is, is that when you knew and were you, how did that feel? It definitely was like very confirmative, like that, like, oh yeah, this is going to be no problem with the attraction piece, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of women say stuff like, well, I could make out with a woman, but I would never go down on a woman kind of thing. And like, that, that was also my narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, it actually turns out it's no problem. <laughs> so, That's cool. uh, I've enjoyed it more. I think I enjoy it more than sex with men. I really do. So, um, it was like, yeah, it was definitely like, I don't think that I ever would have known if I never tried it. It's crazy. Like, I really think that I could have accidentally like ended up just in that straight relationship forever. And I just never would have known, which is really sad to me and scary. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Cause like, I almost didn't have this chance to like find out that my sexuality might be actually better and like stronger with this other, you know, um, person, I guess or sex but yeah it it sounds like in um in the sexuality matrix you took the red pill and mm -hmm. you're out and you get to be free yeah like, totally i haven't had those shackles i was born a straight man and i knew from four or five years old that i was attracted to women um so i never i never had like i don't have i have other you know in my rocking chair kind of moments where I'm like, you know, what would I regret in my life? But like to have that, that's sexuality is so huge, as you know. Yeah, it's like, like a huge regret to have, I feel like. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, yeah. so boy, yeah. am I happy that um, you got you went through your confirmation. Me too. Me too. I definitely. Um, yeah, it's like it's been very like bittersweet in that sense of like um, there's been a lot of like grieving as well. Like I didn't get to have a queer adolescence. I didn't get to grow up knowing I was queer. I didn't get all those cute high school romances with girls. You know what I mean? So like there's a lot, there's been a lot of like having to come to terms with coming out later as well. Um, mm -hmm. Or just like realizing it later and, and dealing with the FOMO of that. But, um, but yeah, but I'm so grateful that it happened when it did. And um, it just, yeah, it just makes sense. It's, it's wild. Talk to the parents out there. What could what could they have done differently to mm. to to at least make you comfortable in your own skin? Or like, could they have asked anything? Are there some, some what, what could they have seen? What could they have known? Yeah, good question. Um, sorry, my cats are like meowing. Hold on, I just want to make sure they're okay because they don't get along. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can hear her being a cat mom. gonna be queer you gotta be a cat mom that's for sure um <laughs> women, women love their cats <laughs> no pun intended um okay so for parents what i would say representation for sure is so important like there are a lot more like queer films and tv now and i would say like watching that as much as uh you watch straight films you know like um caring about queer stories like i feel like to some extent i did not feel like they were relevant to me so I didn't watch them but mm -hmm. like um I feel like caring about queer stories um I don't know I don't know if any conversations would have changed anything because like again in my household it was safe to come out like my uncle was That's gay and we all knew that and like we went to his wedding and um like there was um never anything like that so I don't know. I really think it was more about like just like culture in general and being being somewhere where you're exposed to it more like but that's not necessarily something a parent can always control either. If you live in a small town, you live in a small town like um so yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely like making it an open safe place and yeah, not assuming straightness is a big one too. Like just don't assume that they're straight. Um even even if they are appearing to be straight, you know, for a long time, like just doesn't mean anything at any point. Um, another funny story is, uh, for the longest time I thought my brother was gay <laughs> and I used really? to like make jokes all the time about like, were you projecting? Just, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess. Cause like, um, I was always like, when is he going to come out? Like he is so gay, like gotta be right. And like, um, I was like, the other thing I used to say was like, there's four of us, like statistically one of us has to be gay. Like that's too many kids to not be gay. And it was just like this running thing for me. I don't know. It's like a fucked up thing to do as well. But, um, but yeah, turns out I was the gay one. I'm the gay one for now, at least we'll, we'll see about anyone else, but. Mm, and your um, bro, he's not gay. He has not come out if he is. Yeah. Well, I surely, won't speculate. <laughs> surely with seeing how it just seems like you've let life in, like mm -hmm. from a from a friend's perspective on the other side, mm -hmm. you know, parasocially, which is how most of sure. our relationship is like over the yeah. past year. It just looks like, yeah, it, it you are living your authentic self like you're yeah. gay as fuck and you're yeah. proud of it. Like that totally. is rad. Like, I mean, it's weird. You know, uh, I know Austin is a bubble. Right. And I feel like post 2020, it's it's even more of a bubble than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, and outside of Texas, it gets a little weird. Right. So yeah. um, I I'm assuming when you get outside of Austin, are you like, do you have you had to deal with ho so, homophobia? Yeah, it is interesting. I haven't dealt with a lot of it. Um, it's is interesting, though, like just noticing when I do and don't feel safe or like certain times that I go by Savannah versus Sav or like stuff like that. Um, and, uh, hmm. yeah, yeah. There's definitely like, I haven't, I haven't really gone to anywhere like rural Texas or anything like that. Um, as of late, I, uh, the other thing I would say about being a good ally or a good parent also is like, um, follow some people on social media that talk about, um, what's going on with the legislature and what's going on with like, Congress when it comes to like queer rights and trans rights because I was I've been fucking alarmed like 
Like, I just yeah. thought we were so much farther along when I was straight because I wasn't really paying attention to it. But now, like, if some something changes tomorrow, I might not even be able to get married. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that affects my life, like, so directly. Or, like, um, you know, being able to have kids, like, all of these different things. And so, um, yeah, so, like, paying attention. Paying attention, follow people that are different than you. I follow people from that are on the far right or far left side. Mm-hmm. No, far right side. <laughs> I just can't remember the sides anymore. <laughs> yeah, they blur far together. Far right side, just to just to know what's going on, to know what crazy thoughts people are spewing out there, and um, but yeah, I mean, it's just important to like expand your knowledge, um, and and this has showed me how I could be a better black ally as well. Like, I'm still not doing enough to be a good ally to um, to the African American community in the U.S. So. There's a lot we can all do better on. Man, I'm feeling like shit right now. Right? Because <laughs> I'm super ignorant. Like, about... I don't watch the news. I'm one of those guys that, like, I, I have my head in it the sand. It doesn't have to be the news, either. Like, it could be social media. I can yeah. send you some peeps, too, and, like, you can always put them in the show notes and stuff. Please do. Um, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be the news, because, like, I don't like the news, either. And it's fucking depressing. Very. Like, but... I... As of right now, we're going to date this podcast. Yesterday, Donald Trump turned himself in. Yeah. I guess he was, like, shot. arrested. The mugshot's out there. So this is – it just happened yeah. 24 hours ago. And I don't know what for or what he did. And, like, I don't I don't know anything. Like, I don't yeah. want I don't want to give that – my bandwidth is so sacred to me. Totally. And, it, and it's not that uh, I don't want to know about uh, gay issues and people of color issues. I certainly do because – yeah, I have skin in the game. Like these are my people. Like I, I love mankind. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I, I thought we were further along as well. Totally. And then, and then Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Right. You know, so it's like, yeah. how the fuck does this happen? And so. Yeah. 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 And maybe that's ha- maybe matters. we're all feeling that. Like maybe it's not just because I came out. It might also just be like we're in a weird fucking time right now, where where we're all like, wait, what? Like we thought we were past this. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's like been the theme of the twenties. The twenty twenties yeah. is like, wait a second, Whoa. what just happened? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for for better or worse. Um, so, this has been like your 2022, 2023 mm-hmm. kind of coming out party. Yeah. How has your life changed besides becoming the obvious things? Yeah. Owning your gayness, like, uh, sure. how, how has your life changed? You mentioned a, a nine to five. How is that? Yeah. So. Um soul sucking. <laughs> no. Like, really? it's not, I mean, it's not okay. I don't want to say too much because, like, you know, sure. uh, I don't know where who will see it. But it started great, as they always do. And then there's I feel a honeymoon like phase, honeymoon phase, especially with, as someone with pretty intense ADHD. You know, it gets to be a drag. Um, the other thing that I've noticed happens is like I'll get like financially stable again somewhat. And great. then the creative spark will come back because it's like, oh, I'm not fucking scared. I'm not in scarcity anymore. Like, right. I want to be creative now. But then, like, my energy is, like, somewhat depleted from being, you know, at work all day. Um, Yeah, it's, like, it's such a tough balance because, like, I really feel like, I mean, we're just just in a shit economy as well. But, like, um, I feel like you're giving up so, something so important, which is, like, life and, like, the opportunity to experience life and go do things. And, like, you can't do any of that without money. But also, in order to have money, you're, like, tied down to, like a place you know like if i could like pick up pick up off in a van tomorrow and just like fucking drive away i totally would you know um and i might (laughs) but uh yeah yeah, i've been like having a hard time justifying like 
any of this bullshit because like I just dude I feel like life is so short and I'm just getting older and older and time just keeps going by and I keep saying I'm gonna do these things and I'm not doing them and then like I'm like I really don't want to wake up in another decade and have the same documentary I haven't finished the same script I haven't written the same movies I haven't made like I feel like I'm right now just like a a if I were to die, like a coffin full of unfulfilled fucking potential, you know, which is probably over exaggeration, but like, there's so much I want to do. And, and I feel really restricted by like this job I have right now. You have to treat your nine to five, like a mistress. Mm-hmm. And, and to use a very uncool word, you have to treat it like a whore. Yeah, you have to treat it like, I'm not in love with you. I'm not going to marry you. Yeah. But I'm going to fuck you until something until better comes on. <laughs> yeah. Until you're done, yeah. you know? And uh, just fuck that whore for as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Dispassionately remove all your right. passion from it and let it fund your dreams until yeah. your dreams fund you. Right. That's kind of what I've, yeah, I've come to the same realization um, lately. And, like, because you see it reflected back often at these jobs, too. Like, I have gone, I've tried to go above and beyond, and it has not been rewarded. It has not been incentivized, like, uh, to the point, like, past ridiculousness. So I'm like, okay, I'm done trying. I've tried to be at the above and beyond employee, and now I'm going to be the B minus employee (laughs) and like I'm just gonna do what is asked of me and not more than that and yeah exactly like you said like find my purpose and my passion elsewhere and like that's been it's been working okay I think the hardest thing is just like when I'm sitting there at work feeling like oh my god I'm just like doing nothing here and I could be making content or like working on the thing I actually want to be working on and then by the time I actually get home I'm like no longer motivated or like tired or whatever you know um but yeah i'm kind of just gonna ride it until you know like you said and like until i can't anymore or or they or whatever happens and um yeah and trust that like the next thing will reveal itself it always does you know until the wheels come off as they say yeah you i don't remember when if it was this year or last year i have terrible memory when it comes to this um but when did when did we take pictures Oh man, um, I think that was end of last year. I think it was November-ish of okay. last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for those. I love yeah. the way they came out. It, you made me feel like not ugly and just thank you. <laughs> um, wh- where are you with your photography? Like, how do you? What's your yeah. relationship with it? Like, you know, uh, t- talk still, to me about that. I still really enjoy photography. I've been. Um, I'm still working on growing that side hustle as well. So, like, the way I kind of see it is. Yeah, I have the photography where I'm still focusing on, like, authentic um, portraiture that's very, like, supposed to be, like, a healing experience. So, actually, what you just said is is very accurate for a lot of my clients. They've either, like, not liked photos of themselves in the past, always hated the way they look, have body confidence issues, whatever. And um, I work with them and do some coaching around that. We do the photo shoot. um, And I'm working on just, like, continuing to expand that experience so that it in of itself is a healing um, transformation. It's not just about the photos. It's like learning to re um, change the way that you see yourself and revise your self image. Um, and so super passionate about that still. I also like want to make that more like pull in more of like my sort of like creative and like fine art, like see it as a fine art 
experience mm -hmm. as well. Like, what is your fine art portrait? Like, what is like your million dollar portrait? Like, if you had one portrait for the rest of your life of you, like, what yeah. does that look like? What is, what is it, what is, how does you come across visually? You know what I mean? Um, That's a so beautiful I've been, question. I've been working on that as well. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, and then I see like YouTube and maybe like content on like TikTok and stuff like that as another avenue that is more like scratching the filmmaking and cinematic itch and storytelling itch. Um, and then I have actual films that I want to make too. So I'm hoping that between like the three of those things, I could create an ecosystem of revenue <laughs> and always have something to jump to, you know, to, mm -hmm. when I get uh, burnout or, or whatever. Yeah, I think YouTube is the, I learned this, I'm always like a late learner, but um, mm -hmm. YouTube's, YouTube, I think is the end game. Yeah, for people same. like us. I'm surprised if we, could, if we could make five to 10 K a month off YouTube, on like, YouTube, aren't we good? We'd be set. Yeah, we'd be so set. And like, I hate that I'm so late to learning about YouTube, but I'm really fucking late to learning about YouTube. But um, I've been working at this YouTube company now. And yeah, this guy makes, you know, 50 K off each channel he has or whatever um, a month and uh, something like that. And um, yeah, I mean, I would need like a third of that, <laughs> you know, to live or whatever. Um, but uh yeah i think um i forget where i was going with that i got distracted well i, I just said youtube's the end game right yeah. so having this ecosystem to to make money yeah. off of to to fund the films because films aren't cheap and we we chose Correct. a very expensive art form i know it's the worst. do you have any do you have any films uh in the incubating in the yeah works? so Talk i've got my those. personal documentary which have we talked about that before man if it's the same one i'm thinking of there was the a while cyber stalking back. one no, I haven't heard about oh, this. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so when I was 18, I was cyber-stalked like, pretty severely online. Um, and it went on for a better part of a year. Uh, like really destroyed my mental health. Um, was like haunting me. There was potentially like uh, footage of me naked somewhere by this, this anonymous person. And we do all of this investigating. My dad like pretty much becomes like an investigator, like puts on his investigator hat and he's calling the wireless companies and he's suing Tumblr and he's doing all these things to try and get the information of the person who was harassing me to the point of like almost killing myself. Oh and my we find out it is my 65 year old uncle what? who is, who is married to my dad's sister and is a retired assistant district attorney and has stalked other women in the family before. So like I was not even the first and it just like unraveled this like entire crazy family secrets explosion in my family <laughs> holy yeah. shit dude yeah you, uh, you never told me this I'm i think surprised I, I, I never told you yeah I, I will say that like i think i remember you talking about this yeah but you didn't drop those specifics drop and it I, like that yeah <laughs> i think in the and one thing i was going to say this is i should have said this 30 minutes earlier but one thing i noticed with this energy right now is just mm -hmm. how fucking radically confident you are thank you like you're so confident, like I, yeah. I, I can eat that. Up. I can eat that up. It's just so infectious, yeah. you know. Like I really yeah. appreciate that. And um, I think what you just said right now, I don't know if you would have told me that two years ago. Yeah, you know? probably not in so many words as well, and yeah. yeah, and quite with the precision that I, I know it with now, you know. So first um, of all, I'm so fucking sorry that that happened. That's like the yeah. worst nightmare. Yeah, it was it was really a nightmare. It was crazy. Um, so I've been so working on like telling that story. That. Yeah, I've been working on a personal doc about that for seven years ish, like almost as long as I was in that last relationship. How do you know when a documentary is finished? <laughs> 
that is the problem. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what the ending is because we never got closure. We never got justice. It wasn't illegal. Like, he never got any kind of, you know... Um, isn't that um, the title card at the end? I know, right? That's what everyone says, and I'm like, it's not good enough. <laughs> I don't want the bow. Like, you know what I mean? The storyteller in me well, wants, like, how about you ending, just but... uh, serialize it, you know? So that way it's told in four parts I or something. I thought about that, yeah. Yeah. I think I've been realizing lately, I think the ending is, like, is now. Like, I'm like, I think I needed to get to where I am now. I think I needed to get to, like, not giving a fuck as much as I used to. Like, I recently reached out to one, my relative... One more time, just like, hey, I'm giving the doc a last stab. Are you sure you don't want to tell your story? Because she's the other victim. And she got angry at me again for telling my story. And I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with these people. Like, the entire extended family has been absolute bullshit about it from, like, the get-go. And, like, it was just, like, the final straw for me of, like, why have I been, like, catering to these people and trying to make them comfortable and, like, doing all of this stuff to try and, like, because you're Make a professional. Make them not hate me. Yeah, I guess. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm done with that. Like, I'm done with this being over my head. Like, it's just like, it's time. Um, and I think, like, I've been showing up more online. I've been showing up more confidently in my life. And I think that's the ending. Like, I think that's, I'm, I've got my power back, finally. Like, ten years later. <laughs> if that's and, not closure, I don't know what is. Yeah, what does closure exactly. look like? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll wait till I see the documentary, you know, I, you don't need to tell me the specifics on how this wraps up, but, uh, oh my gosh, what a fucking nightmare. I can tell you as a father. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, heads yeah. would, heads would roll. Oh, know? I know. Yeah. I mean, if my dad wasn't like the least confrontational person on the planet, <laughs> we'd be in a very different place right now. Uh, my mom, you just can't give her a gun anywhere near that man. You know, I think he'd be like, he'd be gone. But uh, yeah. um, there's still a lot of anger, like uh, from my parents, because like, I mean, I've, I've worked on it for 10 years now, like all my therapy, all the coaching, like I've, I looked at this thing from every angle, you know, um, so I've, I've, it's made me who I am in like the best way, actually. Like if anything, you know, I've learned to be grateful for it <laughs> and uh, it really has shaped who I am as a human. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone on the like self-development journey I had to go on to survive, you know? So. Holy shit, Sam. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe that's, that's what it takes. Yeah, I know. You know? So the plan is like finish that, drop that shit. Have what, it also. what is it what is it called so the um harassment page that he set up was called artful comments so the working title is the year of artful comments i'd watch yeah. it watch it i'm sorry to say. <laughs> so watch for it it's weird like have you know i've never i remember the first time i watched a movie that my friends acted in it was mm. bizarre like this yeah. is 10 12 years ago Wow, they're in a movie. It's so weird. Um, and I'm feeling that way right now of like, wow, like my friend that I care about deeply made a documentary that's like horrid. In, and um, it's just like, wow, like yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, you know? And yeah. so, but I see you now and I'm like, thank God that she's yeah. okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, like I feel like. I had to find Buddhism to like survive like that meditation was how I survived that year and then from there it became 
woo-woo and manifesting, and then from there it became self-talk and, like, all the things um, that I had to learn. I put myself through forgiveness coaching as part of the film, so I learned how to forgive him, and that was really liberating. And, I mean, yeah, I just think it shaped every aspect of who I am, so... It's so much my story. Like, it's like the thing on my New Year's resolutions every year. It's the thing I'm like, I have to finish this before I die. Like, I can't not tell this story. I cannot. <laughs> Technically, so. what is what is stopping you? Just, you know, saying goodbye um, to it? So, for a long time, it's it has been hard to work on because, like, it's re-traumatizing every time I sit down with it. You know, like, having to go through it emotionally again can be really difficult. I still fucking cry every time I watch the edit. Like, I still get upset and I get re-angry again, you know? Um, so that's made it hard. Um, relatives not wanting to talk has made it hard because I feel like it would be stronger if I had more interviews, but like a lot of people tell me that's not necessarily true and it's my story and it doesn't matter. Um, hmm. I think it would just be nice to be back to feel like backed up and like, I'm not, cause they're going to say I'm making this shit up and you know what I mean? Like they're going to say like, we have evidence for like the stalking, but the family history stuff is more hearsay, a lot more family rumor, like we're not always, we're, the facts aren't 100% on all that stuff, so I just don't want to get sued. I'm <laughs> afraid to get sued, so I've got to obviously, get, like, dude, have girl, a legal team look over girl, it and all the get things. get sued. Like... <laughs> Fucking get, what are they going to do? <laughs> Fuck off. Get yeah. sued, man. Like, all the get best sued. filmmakers get sued. <laughs> like, embrace yeah, it. Yeah. Piss in the wind. Like, fucking go for it. Yeah. So, it's Come really, me, like, bro. I've just got to finish the edit and, like, really, really, like, edit the ending like edit a climax which i think i i have a vision for now so that's cool um and then i want like one cyber stalking expert and i had one and then i lost her and i need to get her back so yeah. um just like coordinating that uh and then like some mastering some dubbing some you know fine tuning yeah. of the edit so it's close i think it's like 85 percent of the way there i really wow. do i'm so, so proud of you i'm so Thank proud you. of you like just that you know as a filmmaker too like especially almost my son just got home and five dudes are walking out of this car <laughs> one two three you four invite, five bro? dudes <laughs> like this ain't your car bro okay sorry <laughs> i'm gonna go back to what i was saying um <laughs> Yeah, just I know how hard it is to make a movie. Uh, have you have you finished a f feature before? I have not. This will be my first feature as well. I cannot. I'm I'm on the podcast. Um, I I cannot convey deeply enough the catharsis of finishing a feature. Yeah. Let alone something of this magnitude that you're so emotionally right. attached, you know, to. connected yeah. to. Um, I, dude, finish it. Finish yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna for sure. So what else? What else you got in the so works? So there's that. I'm working on a screenplay about the whole breaking off an engagement, coming out thing. Um, I think it'll also be a bit of like a way for me to like write the queer experience I didn't have as well. Because um, mm -hmm. I met my girlfriend on Hinge. It was very not movie-like, not cinematic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, writing more of a dramatic version of that, um, I think will be cool and kind of cathartic as well. So that's my first feature narrative, I think, idea. And it's been an idea for a long time. It's always been a road trip movie of some sort. There's some kind of road trip involved. Um, and then when this last year happened, those two ideas kind of came together. And I was like, I think that's the narrative. So I'm still kind of fleshing that one out. But I have written a first draft. And I'm awesome. going to try to get my second and third drafts done this fall. So, um, yeah. 
that's that's in the pipeline dude that's so cool i'm so excited for you um if you ever need someone to carry equipment from one building to another i'm, I'm always here for that hell yeah <laughs> for sure always. i definitely need to like start finding more film community in austin because i'm like even if i was ready to make this tomorrow like i would have no one to call except maybe you <laughs> yeah i'd like, be there i don't really feel like i have a lot of film friends do you feel like you have a lot of film friends well i i didn't for 10 years uh since i moved here and uh one of my friends moved from new york well back I mean, he was here in austin originally but he moved from new york to austin shout out to jr uh, essentially to make movies with me, you know, mm, that's, that's a that's big sick. part of the reason why he moved, you know, if I'm being honest and we've made three movies in like the past three, um, 13 months or 14 months. Oh or my something. God. Cool. Yeah. So I now feel like I have the homies to make yeah, it. Nice. You can't do it alone. You can't. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. O apparently Savannah can, she can make a documentary <laughs> by herself, which is like, holy shit. <laughs> what are some of your favorite documentaries? Oh man. Um, so stories we tell was like my it's original inspiration for my film um there was also some other personal i love personal cinema i think it's so fascinating like the self-reflexive and youtube is this way too like mm -hmm. everyone's filming themselves and like mm -hmm. just kind of exploring their inner life and i like love that shit i like yeah. live off that um yeah um i forget the names of like half of the ones i've seen um i love oh, did you see tickled or whatever that was on hbo no it came out a while ago about like the underground of tickling. What the fuck? Like my jaw has not dropped more times Writing, than, writing in that this movie, down. than in that I got movie. Heartstopper and Tickled written down. <laughs> Heartstopper and Tickled. Um, God, there's been so many. There's been a lot of good ones lately. Can I recommend one? People recommend yeah. documentaries all the time. You're never going to watch it, but yeah. please watch this one. Okay. If you haven't seen it already, because it, yeah, it, yeah. cha it changed my life. And then I made a documentary. Uh, a short form uh it was like 10 minutes long um and it was about my journey being homeless 10 years ago and i interviewed my wife i interviewed my mom and it was, you know what inspired me was this movie called minding the gap minding the gap i have heard of this one also walk into recently. it blind don't okay. don't don't imdb it or whatever it's okay. on hulu it's a hulu okay. movie so it'll be there forever um okay. just walk into it blind please okay and if if that doesn't give you the push to finish your doc, I, okay, I don't know cool. what I don't know what will. Another favorite of mine is um, minimalism. Did you watch that one when it came out? By Matt Diavella. Matt Diavella, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah, I like that yeah. one a lot. I like his style a lot. I'm so I hate him because I'm so jealous of him. I know, me too. I had to get through that to like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To watch it, I had to be like. He's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's son of a bitch. He's so I cool. Know. Um, no, that's that's a great one, yeah. And uh, I want to incorporate that incorporate that to my life. But if I were to turn this camera the other way, you'd see all my clutter. Like it's yeah. I mean, I, mean, I have clutter everywhere, you know. So I'm surprisingly minimalist. My girlfriend is not. That's been fun. <laughs> I'm Gotta like, there's so much Pokemon stuff around me. <laughs> I love it. She does too. Man, that's so cool. Uh, well, I, I want to wrap yeah. up here. Okay. Um, what are some goals for 2023? We got three four months left like what are some spots you want to hit by the um, end this year? yeah i mean they're kind of big ones but like i don't know i don't know if i could say complete edit of the film the feet the doc but definitely like i mean i don't see why not but yeah, i want to be like mostly done like i want it to be like just finishing touches you know like yeah for that i want to do two or like two more revisions of the screenplay that i have 
And Does that have a title? Um, I think I'm calling it Anywhere But Here right now. Ooh, I really like that. Thanks. Um, and then I want to launch my, like, YouTube and content on TikTok. So I have some, like, big plans for that and a couple ideas for my first couple videos. I want to try and do, like, yeah, like, more long, like, 10-minute to 15-minute cinematic uh, videos. Um, Dude. And then short bits on TikTok. So. I, I, look, I'm going to say this right now. Take it or leave it. I won't be offended either way, but I want to help you with your YouTube because fil filming yourself is really fucking hard and arduous, it is. as you know. Um, and if you ever need like just that second shooter or whatever, if you ever want to do like something, because, you know, especially to make it cinematic, like it just yeah. it's, it's cool to have that help. So totally. I support that. Um, I've made a few aesthetic cinematic YouTube vlogs, you know, and I want to, I want to go full tilt on those too. So you saying mm -hmm. that I'm like a YouTube buddy, like it just yeah, inspires me. I would love that. Yeah. We can totally go shoot sometime too. If you want to go adventuring and just go shooting and, and chill. I would love That'd that. I would love that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very awkward without my camera yeah. when I go out. I, I need to be the, I need to learn how to be that because I'm like, I have this like cringe thing of like I don't want anyone to see me YouTubing. Like I'm like so embarrassed to be a YouTuber. So you can help really? me get over that. Yeah. Oh, I hope you get over that because I'm the <laughs> other way. With I feel like I'm naked without my camera. Oh, I'm like the opposite. Yeah, I'm like I'm like please don't look <laughs> at me. Please don't look at me vlogging. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, so. those things are are gonna happen. There's still so much time left for this year. I'm really yeah. excited for you. Um, me I'm too. so as a friend like. All I really want as a friend is when you text them and you ask, you good? And they are good? Like, that's mm -hmm. all I want. And it sounds like you're doing phenomenal. Like, is life perfect? No, it's not perfect for anybody. Right. But all the stuff that matters, like your true yeah. essence is there. And yeah. I couldn't be prouder and more happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. It's been so nice to catch up. Of course, um, call to action. So is there anything that anybody can do to follow you and support what you got going on? Yeah, uh, follow me on um, TikTok and Instagram reels. It's at Savannah Makes a Movie. Um, my YouTube, I believe, is at Miro Media, which is M-Y-R-R-O Media. And that's also my business Instagram. And uh, yeah, look out for the films. Uh, hopefully they'll be coming soon to a streaming platform near you. <laughs> we'll see. They will, for sure. Um, thanks again so much for coming on, Savannah. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.